In Pontiac, Michigan, we've been watching the sentencing hearing for the teen gunman who killed four of his classmates at Oxford High School. And we've been hearing emotional testimony over the past two hours from parents and siblings of the children who were killed and survivors of the November 2021 attack. Listen. The act of taking another human being's life is not only exasperating, but extremely selfish and unjust. I believe that once an individual crosses the boundaries of basic humanism and admittingly maliciously kills another person, that ind individual should meet the same fate. Unfortunately, based on the laws that govern our land, this has been deemed inhumane and is widely frowned upon in modern society. So in lieu of execution, I feel strongly that the individual should never be allowed to walk among his peers again. And this is why I'm going to ask you to lock this son of up for the rest of his pathetic life. His blatant lack of human decency and disturbing thoughts on life in general do not in any way warrant a second chance. My son doesn't get a second chance and neither should he. This individual has proven by carrying out these heinous and completely unnecessary acts of violence that he should never consider, be considered fit to rejoin a society that despises this exact behavior. His very name should be condemned, recognized only by his cowardly, vile, and malicious defiance of human law. As I don't wish death upon you, that would be too easy. I hope the thoughts consume you and they replay over and over in your head. The thoughts won't stop. I'm sure you heard that paraphrase before. I hope the screams keep you up at night and they cause real hallucinations. You won't be able to write it on paper for the attention that you so badly seek. Those four walls become your home, suffocating in guilt. It will come, I promise you. I'm happy you decided not to be a coward that day and take your own life. I'd much rather you stick around to see what the life you have chosen for. What suffering really feels like and that your significance is not above anyone else. I truly feel sorry for you that you thought this would be a better life choice. I want you to remember when you were 14. Can you even? It's such a young age. I want you to think about everything that came after 14. Everything Hannah doesn't ever get to experience. She was not supposed to be shot and killed not even three months after starting her first day of high school. She was supposed to grow old just as we all are right now experience the beauty of life, not feel its cruelty. The least that can be done for Hannah is for it to be ruled life without parole. There is no justice that will ever be enough. Every day is a battle to attempt to move forward, a struggle to get out of bed, to go through the motions of everyday life while pretending that things are getting better. Simple everyday sights and actions Bring pain as I think of what it should have been like with Hannah there with us. I think of all the good times that we've shared together as a family and mourn all the memories that will never be. I will never think back fondly of her high school and college graduations. I will never walk her down the aisle as she begins the journey of starting her own family. I am forever denied the chance to hold her or her future children in my arms. Hannah and I were left in utter loneliness. And I thought I was dying. 
I kept repeating my mom's phone number to make sure my brain was functioning. I was creating math problems in my head and solving them to make sure I wasn't dying. I continued to yell for help. 15, min 15 minutes of laying there absolutely helpless. 15 minutes of lying in a pool of my own blood. 15 minutes of hearing Hannah St. Juliana's last sounds while stroking her hair and trying to encourage her. Well, soon uh, the judge will decide the shooter's fate. If he gets life in prison without parole or if he gets an opportunity to get out one day. I'm joined now by CNN legal analyst and criminal defense attorney Joey Jackson. I mean, those were some powerful statements. Yes. Um, yes. Ordinarily impact statements, do they make a difference in sentencing or do you see that, you know, this one yeah. is very unique? Yep. You know, so good morning, Frederica. It's very unique, of course, whenever you have an instance like this that's affected so many at a school. You know, we talk about those issues and we talk about them too much. But victim impact statements are important always. And yes, I do think that they influence a judge. Why? Because you have today, there's three real imperatives for today. The first in a victim's impact statement is you're going to want to talk about the victim and who they were, what their life meant, what was the value and all they meant to so many. The second thing is how you as a family have been impacted by the emptiness and the absence of the person whose life was taken far too soon. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing, Frederica, goes to the issue of accountability. And clearly these, uh, you know, victims are they're just they're going through so much emotionally and I think they want accountability and I don't believe Frederica that that's lost on the judge at all so I right. do think it'll move the needle with respect to what the judge ultimately does and it's impacted an entire community yes. not just the Oxford right. High School community and the family members but this is also a unique case because it's the first time a US school shooter has also been charged with terrorism charges right. so um, you know, the, the, the gravity is just very heavy here. Uh, what are some of the considerations that the judge is making in terms of whether it should be life with parole or without? Yeah, so great question, Frederica. And in terms of the terrorism, I think the prosecutor has gone ahead and said, to your point, that this has affected all of us and it affected every child that was in that school that day. When you look at the judge's determination, there's also three things a judge will consider. Whenever you look at sentencing, you're looking at punishment, you're looking at deterrence, and you're looking at rehabilitation. And so the judge has to fashion what is the appropriate punishment in this particular case. When you look at deterrence, not only to deter the individual, but others who might even consider and think about mm -hmm. the acceptability of doing this. What message do I want to send? On the issue of rehabilitation, the judge largely considered that issue at that pre-hearing. And just very briefly, Frederica, there was a pre-hearing because he was 15 at the time he engaged in this horrific act. And so the Supreme Court outlawed mandatory life sentences without parole for minors. There had to be a hearing at which the judge determined you are irreconcilably corrupt and you are not a person who can be rehabilitated. So those are the core factors hmm. the court will consider. And even once there's a sentencing here, this is not over. His parents yeah. have been in jail for a year facing charges in connection uh, with this uh, horrific shooting. 
the outcome of this case will impact their cases how? Yeah, you know, Virginia, that's such a great point. And I think also the prosecutor said, I had enough. And as it relates to that, I'm not only going to hold your son accountable, but I'm going to hold you as the parents accountable. So what we're going to see is a trial for the parents coming up in January of next year. Wow. And the issue is going to be involuntary manslaughter. What does that mean? It means you didn't have to pull the trigger. Were you careless? Were you on notice of signs of your son's distress mentally? Did he not write to you indicating that I'm paranoid, that I'm hallucinating? And because you knew that, what steps, if any, did you take to help him and then to put a gun in his hand, to purchase a gun under those circumstances. So the prosecutor has said, I'm taking you to court, parents. They have tried to get out from under it, right? But the, right. the courts in Michigan have said, you know what? You're very much going to stand trial. It's going to be up to a jury to determine whether you're guilty. Boy, a lot of pain here. All right, we're yeah. going to continue to monitor the impact statements coming from yeah. victims and family members there in Pontiac, Michigan. Joey Jackson, thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you, it. Rico.